You've tuned in to the final chapter of the Roundtable Podcast's NaNoWriMo Project, The Wrap-Up. Hello, friends. I'm Dave Robinson. And this is Jared Axelrod. And you are listening to The Wrap-Up Show for the Roundtable Podcast's NaNoWriMo Project, where Jared and I have had the pleasure of, first at the beginning of the month, sitting down with four courageous and talented writers, talking about their plans for the upcoming NaNoWriMo Challenge of scoring 50,000 words. We touched base with each of them halfway through, and now we're going to touch base with each of them after NaNoWriMo is wrapped up. And and Jared, I got to ask you, you, you've been through this a couple of times. Um mm-hmm. It, it feels like at the end of the month, I mean, you you, you very cunningly backed me into the you're doing NaNoWriMo <laughs> next year corner, and, and I, I, I said yes. And ever since I said that, I've been thinking about it, and I've been following Chris and Veronica and everybody, and as the month ended, I, I started to get really excited uh, as people started posting <laughs> their word counts, and they're getting close, they're going to make it, yada, yada. And, uh, uh, did you, did you feel that way uh, when you were going through it? You know, I remember one time was a crash and burn. One time was a, was a success. Did you not feel that excitement at the end of it? Oh, definitely. Okay. Uh, the excitement all the way through. And I think that's the beauty of NaNoWriMo in general is not just that you are writing 50,000 words at an incredible pace, but that you were writing 50,000 words in incredible place with a bunch of other people. And that marathon feel, that <laughs> feeling of community that you're doing it with a lot of other people, their word counts are up or down and your word count is up. And maybe you're beating them right now or maybe you're catching up and they're beating you. And it's very <laughs> exciting and fun. And it's, it's not quite a competition. I mean, we all know Nathan Lowell's going to win. But... <laughs> That's right. It's a foregone. He he already won it's, in the first week, so it's all over. right. Right. That's that's already <laughs> happened. But it is it is a marathon. It is something where you feel connected to the group and working all together. So when it comes down to the wire, and everyone's like, "I'm getting close. I'm getting close. I'm getting close," and you're getting close, and it's just incredibly exciting. Bam. And then and then I've se- I've started seeing uh, uh, the the winner icons. People are changing yes. their avatars now, saying, "Ha! I did it. I got my 50k." So that's cool. And that, that's cool that they have those, you know, when you win, you get this. And everybody's proudly displaying that badge like like a, like a, a, a war prize, you know. And, and I guess in, in some way it kind of is. Yeah, it's a medal and a, a definitely a symbol of an accomplishment. Because it's not easy. And everyone who's made it feels that. And everyone who hasn't made it feels that too. And it's just amazing that anyone tries it at all, quite frankly. And <laughs> Well, looking at it, taking a step back, you know, I'm, I'm of course, going to be approaching it next year as a complete novice uh, with, with all of the trepidation and, and concern. I'll be listening to all of the tips and guidelines and ready to go and, and experiencing it. But taking a step back and looking at, you know, let's say 10 years from now when I'm a professional writer and I have several novels out and blah, 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 the, mm-hmm. you know, the 50,000 words in a month. Uh, as, as, as as incredible as that seems when you're just starting out, I would imagine that's actually business as usual or kind of close once you've committed to this being your lifestyle. Is, is that the case, do you think? I, I think yes and no. I think there's a certain time where that sort of constant word count is desirable and is wanted. Uh, definitely in the rough draft stage, you want to be pushing that stuff out as fast as you can. Sure. But... And the thing that NaNoWriMo does not touch and doesn't try to and has no interest in touching is the editing stage. And that's what <laughs> takes the most time as a professional writer. Um, and that's what you're doing most of your time is going over these drafts again and again and again and making them just that little bit better. So, yes, but also no. no. <laughs> um, but to have that skill of banging out your first draft and to getting it out of the way so then you can then um, cultivate it and sculpt it and turn it into the piece of literature that you want to from the very beginning, that's a really useful skill. And that's something that everyone I know who has made NaNoWriMo a habit um, has said that they've taken away from it is that that 
getting rid of the editor voice while you're rough drafting sure. and allowing yourself to just write and not think about it is a wonderful thing. And I think that's the biggest lesson that NaNoWriMo teaches people. And it's a very valuable lesson. <laughs> and then in December and January, they learned the next lesson, which is the real magic happens in the second and third revision process. <laughs> Or the fourth and the fifth. <laughs> or the, the fourth and fifth. Yes, absolutely. But we've heard time and again on on roundtable interviews that you know that first draft, as you say, it's that rough. Get it done. Get the framework in, and the magic, the the poetry, the lushness, the the thematic arc, the character moments. All of those things happen in the second and third revisions. They don't happen necessarily in that first draft uh, as as you're first going through it. So, but you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. And NaNoWriMo is the place where so many people get their start. Well, I know we've got uh, uh, writers on the line or poised to be on the line. So let's get started and see. Get, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giddy. I'm positively giddy <laughs> to, to find out how things went and what they discovered on this. So let, let's get into this, shall we? Let's do it. All right. First up, we have Starla Hutchton. Let's get Starla on the line here. Hey, Starla. Hey. You did it! Congratulations! Yay. Way to go! I've got my pom-poms. No, I don't. Just because I, I don't have the sound effect for that. But uh, <laughs> Oh, if only you did. I know, I know. Hey, Maybe that's I, what post-production is for. That's right, that's right. We'll lay that in there. I'll get a cheering crowd. We'll lay it underneath and it'll be all like, Oh, beautiful. <gasps> awesome. So, what's your final word count, Starla? As of this second, I am at 66,629 words. Smackdown! Yes! That's awesome. And I still have a few hours left. So. Are, you still, are you still writing? Of course. Oh it's my not God. done yet. You are so badass. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you have succeeded. You've, you've posted. I saw your avatar change on Twitter uh, right. uh, with the, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a NaNoWriMo badass. I got my 50K. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so now refresh my memory. Cause I, I, I haven't gone over my notes from our initial interview, but this is not your first one. Uh, this is your third, fourth. Uh, my, let's see. I have one, three, I skipped two years and this is my fourth. Okay. So four attempts, four successes. <laughs> oh, four for four. Badass. Now, wow. now how was this different from your other attempts? Well, or was it different from your other attempts? Uh, well, I think I've just been doing it for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> An old seasoned pro. Practice, you know? <laughs> but actually, this is quite different because the the most that I've ever written in a single period of time before was 65,000 words within six weeks. And as of this moment, I've already surpassed that yeah. in four weeks. A new so, personal that best. So awesome. That's so how far exciting. along are you in the story? You're like three quarters through, two thirds, halfway. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm definitely more than halfway. Um, mm -hmm. Probably closer to two thirds, um, but I'm going to have to do a lot of editing. Well, <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of sections of. Uh, well, we're going to talk about bath products now, and it's just, it's yeah. <laughs> I don't even know, but uh, yeah. So it's it's uh, my 50k is done at least, and I'm I had another 20k already done on it uh, before November started. Um, so that brings the tunnel up now to like 86,000 words. She's and, only two thirds of the way through. Uh, oh, God, crap, I know. It's going to be a door it's, stopper. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but I usually aim for about 100,000 words. Okay. But I'm just not there in the story yet. So, like I said, lots of editing later. Sure. But um, yeah, I just I want to get it all out first. I've just finished beating up one of my characters pretty badly. Um, <laughs> Good girl. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you going to try and maintain this pace or close to this pace now that NaNoWriMo is done? Ooh, I think my husband might kill me, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm still going to keep plugging away at it, but probably not at the insane pace I have been. Um, I did also start part of the 66,000 words that I've done is a few thousand for my GFL novella, ah. which I started earlier this week. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. <laughs> Two projects in the air at the same time. You go, girl. 
Yes. So I, I finally just hit a point on that where I'm like, you know what, I just need to make a decision and go. So I started and I sent a little tiny piece of it to somebody to see if they thought I was, you know, in the, the right vein with it. And I haven't heard back yet. So <laughs> I'm, I'm holding off on continuing that one in, until I hear something. <laughs> That's okay. You have another 80,000 words yet to do on, on this story. So <laughs> it's not, not like your, your keyboard's going to be um, idle. Well, what, what really disturbs me most is that I've created a world where there's 14 colonies. <laughs> and this is only the first colony. <laughs> <laughs> That's called job security, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called masochism, but I might be wrong. <laughs> well, and it, it could also be called uh, anthology and shared world. And uh, uh, opening it up and letting other writers play in your playground. I mean, that's always a this possibility. Is very, very true. Yes, it's very <laughs> true. Um, because in in my head, I've only sort of thought of three books, um, very, very vaguely. The other two, but um, yeah, there's definitely room with fourteen colonies. One of which is doesn't nobody really knows about it. Oh. <laughs> it kind of fell off the, map. the a secret colony. One. Yes. That's well, beautiful. it was one of the original fourteen. But uh, they lost contact with it, so nobody oh, knows. It's a Roanoke. <laughs> well, there, there are probably still people there. But, or um, something. Something is still there. <laughs> and Very that's cool. one location that I'm definitely exploring. But I already have the title for the second and possibly third books. Um, so I know where the second one is going, but... Uh, yeah, because I didn't tell you guys last time, I'd totally forgotten that I picked a name. I titled my book. Oh, so. the, what yeah, is the title? Dish. The uh, title of the first book is called Apprentice, the Theta Colony in parentheses. Mm -hmm. um, so the second book, I think I had decided on Revolutionary, Ooh. the Zeta Colony for the second book. And the third? Uh, well, I'm, I may mix up the titles. Like I may make the second one the title of the third one. Um, so I may switch them around, but uh, I've, I've sort of narrowed it down to Explorer, uh, the oh. Lambda Colony, okay, All which right. is the Lost Colony. Interesting. Interesting. See, and just the titles alone describe an arc. You can see where this is going. That's awesome. <laughs> now, Starlet, did you run into any unique challenges uh, during your writing section? And, and if so, how did you deal with those to, to give our listeners some, some tips from the pros of the NaNoWriMo set, as it were? <laughs> well, each book is unique in its needs. And this one was incredibly unique. <laughs> <laughs> I am very fortunate that I have a husband that is very mathematically inclined. I had a crash, crash course in calculus for this oh, book. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I have researched uh, Russian mythology. I did a lot of reading today. Um, I actually read big excerpts of Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, no. I have researched Sir Lancelot and the Arthurian legend just ridiculous See, amounts. Now, Cyrano's of one of my favorite plays. What, what, what were you pulling out of that? Well, Without I, spoilers, I, I have this, uh, rem remember I had told you guys before about the Midnight Masquerade and she's going as the Firebird. I think right, I told you. Right, that. yeah. Um, well, I had to come up with costumes for the two main romantic leads and one of them is Cyrano de Bergerac. Ah, okay. Excellent. Nice. Excellent. And the other one's Lancelot? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> what, a what a delightful triangle you are crafting for these characters. Yeah, so, so the costumes kind of speak to their characters a little bit. Um, and I, I actually, I'm lucky that I have a sounding board, a creative sounding board in uh, one of my friends, Lisa. And so we go back and forth asking each other questions about our stories and bouncing ideas off of each other. And uh, so she kind of helped me narrow down... Because at first I was thinking, well, you know, I could do like Merlin or something. And she's like, wait, what about Arthur or Lancelot? And I'm like, oh, oh, wait, there you that's go. so much better. <laughs> yes, they're both romantic <laughs> characters. That's perfect. Yes. And that's what's great about Lancelot is that, you know, his love brings down an entire kingdom, albeit not for the better, but, you know, it's situational. So. Right. And for Cyrano, <laughs> his love brings, well, I guess his pride brings him down more than anything, but be that as it may be. So, so, so you had a crash course in calculus, uh, researching classical romantic literature, 
Um, <laughs> and, and not, these, not even to mention all of the science stuff I've had to look up and different. Well, she could be studying this, you know, principle of calculus. Like I, I think one of the principles I pulled up was the Hugen. Hugen I can't even say it. <laughs> you can type it though, yeah. and that's all that's yeah. important. You can type it. <laughs> but I didn't actually have to name it. But it was the one I had in mind. But I needed to find one that was, you know appropriate for the situation other than your husband what was your your primary source or did you just hit google and hope for the best a lot of googling a lot of wikipedia um i I actually used khan academy as well khan academy (laughs) yeah yeah, i don't know that what is k-h-a-n academy it's fantastic just math tutorials on every subject from basic addition to like the highest level math you can probably think of um these video tutorials where he works problems and explains them in ways that you can understand it's a fabulous site i used the crap out of it in college it's great Boom. there you go listeners khan academy k-a-h-n academy for all of your math tutoring needs <laughs> or <laughs> well, just marry somebody that knows it <laughs> I was gonna say, we're gonna have we have sci-fi authors in the audience i know we do so that'll be a, a valuable asset that's very cool well starla holy crap congratulations we are so proud and and delighted for you that you that you uh, have another NaNoWriMo win under your belt. Well done, ma'am. Thank you. Well done indeed. <laughs> oh, and your kids? Did your kids? Uh, I know your kids were kind of nanoing and writing as well. Did they succeed? Uh, well, anything that I can get them to put on paper, I consider success. <laughs> Spoken like a good true parent. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, when I did get their butts in the seats, they were productive and, and did do some writing, and uh, they didn't get much further than the halfway point where I gave them the T-shirts because then they're like, oh, we're done. You paid them early, never pay them early. Always hold payment till the end. Well, I was going to have something else for when you know they met the goal at the end, but they just kind of like, eh, we're good. We so, got our T-shirts, we're good. I'm not going to fight them on it. Hey, they did some writing, and that's cool. And they were right there with mom, and that's got to be a cool bonding experience too for yeah, you. Yeah, it was so. definitely a learning experience. I, I, I learned some things about you know how their brains work, and I got to see them sort of change um, in a matter of like self-confidence, you know, in in what they were writing. Um, I I saw them on the page as they were asking me questions and saying, well, can I do this? And I'm going to do this. And (laughs) it was just really interesting to watch. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Yep. So that raises up an interesting question though, because a lot of the the excuses I hear people give um, about not doing nano is that they don't have time. And so here you are, a mother of three, right? Yep. Yeah, and you found the time to do it. So what were some of your time management skills in uh, getting (laughs) this huge (laughs) amount of words countdown Um, with the demands of your life and everything that goes along with that? I get three days a week in daycare, not counting like any weeks that have holidays or, you know, hurricanes come through. Um, so <laughs> I get three days of six hours of peace <laughs> if I'm lucky, <laughs> but that, that also includes any recording I have to do for my voice work. It includes any cover designing that I have to do for that. Um, so it, it, it has to, I have to pack a lot into those six hours, but every, when my kids were writing, when I could get them to do it, it was after dinner we clear the table, dishes got done, and then we sat down, they with their notebooks, me with my iPad, and we sat down and wrote for about 45 minutes. Excellent. And we tried to make a habit out of it, and that kind of faltered towards the end, especially like Thanksgiving, because they, they were just done with being in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, so perspective NaNoWriMoers out there with kids, line up good daycare. <laughs> that is that is lesson number 216 in the Roundtable Podcast NaNoWriMo Project Rulebook. Get good daycare right after marry a man that's a math genius. So, <laughs> Naps awesome. were also very helpful. So the days where I did have my toddler here, you know, put him down for a nap, and I was usually good for about an hour to an hour and a half, and I could focus and do what I needed to do then. Excellent. Well, and that, and that just reaffirms, grab what time you can. And, 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 you know, as we've heard so many times, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. Exactly. <laughs> you can't edit nothing. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Exa- well said. See, there's, True there's enough. a t-shirt. There's, there's the next year's slogan for NaNoWriMo. You can't edit <laughs> nothing. That's awesome. 
Well, Starla, we will let you go. Thank you so much for for participating in in the Roundtable's NaNoWriMo project. And again, congratulations for for your epic win, four for four, you pro you. Thanks. Well, well you know, done. This was a huge motivator, so thank you for having me be a part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a win-win all the way around. Yep. You take care of yourself, and uh, uh, hell, we'll have you back on the show before too long. I can almost guarantee it. Fantastic. <laughs> take care, Starla. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, she's awesome. That's great. That's God, amazing. What did she say? 66,000? was her final final workout and she's still so, right and she still has hours to go that's right she can crack uh, she can crush 70 if she really pounds at it i bet she will too i, I bet she will because she's a go get them kind of girl that's awesome that's awesome well yeah daycare i mean you know you're right jared there are there are people that i mean most of the people that we have on the show uh, uh have families of some kind mm-hmm. or another whether it's an infant or a toddler or you know whatever i mean there are responsibilities that uh, are a part of our lives uh, family is certainly the most pressing but not the only one and and man starla did it she got the good daycare she she grabbed what time she could uh uh good advice all the way around all the way around. I am really interested to what Chris, I'm doing two plays this month. Morris <laughs> yes. has to say about time management. Yes, let's 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 get Master Chris on the line, shall we? I think that's an excellent idea. Chris Morse. Hello, sir. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good yourself. <laughs> doing all right. And of course Jared's here with me. Chris hey, two plays Morse. Yes, every time. You have to talk about it every time. I, I think it's important within the context of this this discussion that you were attempting not just NaNoWriMo, but also twin theater productions. Absolutely. It's a demonstration of of achievement in the face of adversity, dude. We, you know, that's just like getting the purple heart on, on the NaNoWriMo scene to do two plays. And what was your final word count? Uh, final word count, 51,192. Bam. Good job, Sam. Nicely done. Nicely done. So, so you are a, a NaNoWriMo victor. I am a victor. They have a little purple winner banner on my, on my, uh, profile, so I feel very nice. Sweet. That's, I think that's so cool that they give people the opportunity to, to display their triumph. I think that's very important. <laughs> so, Chris, now, now with 51,000 words, is your story done? <laughs> oh, um, no. Um, well, it depends on what, uh, how you're, uh, how you mean that question. Is the, is there a narrative that has been told in my 51,000 words and was there a completion to that narrative? Yes. Okay. Is, is the story done? No. No, we're, no, we're not, we're, certainly not, <laughs> we're not ready to submit to publishers. No. Oh, hell no. But, but you did manage to complete the arc. You've, you wrote your stunning cinematic conclusion. You've, you've drafted at least the denouement and you've typed the end. Is that correct? That is correct. I, I typed the end. I was thinking of just putting end, but no, I thought that was a little too pretentious. So the end is definitely <laughs> my last two words. I mean, it's it a me cliche, an but it works. Yes. That's right. And and you've earned that. You've 50,000 words, 51,000 words. You've earned the extra the in there. I know. So, I know. Well done. So so in that arc, now that you have completed the arc of the story, and of course are getting ready to move on to phase two of a multi-phase project, what changed? What evolved in your story as you were pounding away furiously at this at this first draft? Um, I, I think it's just just a fuller understanding of who the characters were. Um, I, I, I don't know how other people go about that. I don't. I know some people do. You know, full sort of character uh, uh, drafts, backgrounds before they go in on, on a first draft, or, or, or you know, while they're still outlining, they just they sort of you know they find out exactly who their characters are. I have to go in through the writing. I know generally who my characters are, but I need to have throw them basically throw them on the field and have them interact with each other to figure out who exactly they are. Okay. Um, so. You know, my my main character, Glory, is a little more of a brat than I thought she was going to be, in a good way, in an endearing way, but she's a bit of a brat. Um, 
And then I have Benji and, and Nevea who are sort of her friends, and they were much more, um, I, they were much more helpful because in my original idea, it was very much they were sort of in the background, they were there, but they weren't necessarily part of the story, and they became much more part of the story uh, than I had previously anticipated. Helping Gloria out and getting her used to um, the the Divine Lorraine Institution, which is you know the, the the mental institution that she's living in, showing her the ropes, so to speak, uh, and then helping with the conclusion with the final battle, which I didn't think at all they were going to be involved. I thought they'd just be you know on the periphery if they were if you saw them at all but no they really helped so it was surprising how they sort of jumped in there and i am not i need to go back and make these into actual characters as opposed to what i've done but i think they've gone a lot farther than i thought they were going to now what is next for you what do you what do you anticipate being the next step um i i think it's well. The next step. I mean, the, the obvious next step is to edit, but obviously there's there's a bunch of steps within there. Um, my next step is to have a couple people read it, um, a couple people whose opinions I uh, I trust or just you know who who not necessarily are writers, but who are readers and who really you know enjoy you know reading you know either either genre fiction or just fiction. Period. Um, and understand that this is a first draft and a very oh, no, rough one yes. at that. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm telling everybody immediately. This is horrible, but I would like <laughs> to read it. But it's quite so, short. Oh, it's yes, it's not that long. So tell me, and I will make it longer, but also better. Excellent, excellent. How how long do you anticipate it being once you flesh it out and give it all the the flesh and depth and and scope that you anticipate? Uh, anywhere between eighty and a hundred thousand words. I think when I'm finally, finally, finally done. That's my guess. I I could be completely wrong in one direction or the other. I mean, I want it to be longer, obviously, and I'm going to add more. So I think it's going to be closer to the eighty thousand, if at the very least. But I'm hoping for at least a hundred. Okay. Okay. Excellent. And and during during the process, uh, uh, was that was there ever a point where you're going, oh crap, there's no way in God's green earth this is going to happen, or were you fairly confident all the way through? I would say after the first day, and this sounds a little arrogant, I was actually confident because I didn't know, I never really sat down and said, well, how much if I just push myself, how much can I write in a given day? Maybe it wasn't after the first day, maybe it was after the second day or the third day because I knew I could sort of repeat uh, my success on successive days. And it was, I remember the first day I literally, I was one of the midnight writers. So, you know, midnight <laughs> struck and then I wrote for an hour just to get some words down just so I could, you know, I knew the rest of the day I'd only have to do, you know, if I got 13, I think I got 1300 words that first midnight. And then I was like, okay, I only need 350 words and I'm done for the day if I want to be. But then the rest of the day, it felt like a new day and I, I was able to sort of jump ahead immediately. Um, and then it was just, it, it, it I, I don't know. I want, I don't want to say it was confidence but it just got to the point where like i could slack off but if, <laughs> <laughs> and if then thousands off, of nano mano writers raise their fist in anger <laughs> that's right <laughs> but but i'm saying i could have slacked off and i would have failed because i would have let myself do that but it was the fact that i hit myself just about every single day i took a day off to see james bond with my wife and i think i took another day off to go out for dinner with her you know and just sort of relax that day but otherwise every single day was just go hitting at it and going and writing more words so did you feel like you you you'd you'd hit a rhythm was it something that you felt you could you could sustain yeah I definitely could, and 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 it, the question is whether I will sustain it, sort of <laughs> same level afterwards, which I kind of want to, and I know I can, maybe not to the same extent. But I, I, part of me is like, well, why not to the same extent? And the other part of me is like, well, you like sleep, don't you? Uh, <laughs> there is that, and you are married, aren't you? So there you yes. go. Yes, yes, and it's one of those things. It's like you just have to balance it because one of the, one of the things I love in 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 the world is reading. And when I we were doing Nanorimo, I completely sacrificed that. I, I barely read a page of of other like uh, somebody else's fiction because I usually do that during my lunch hour, and I sacrificed my lunch hours. Not sacrifice, but I gave my lunch hours to Nanorimo. Um, so I could do that all the time, but I do kind of still want to read other people's stuff too. So it's sure. it's. It's taking in, maybe not going as hardcore as I did for NaNoWriMo, but definitely knowing that I can do a little bit every day. Right. Just a little bit. And this is your first, right? This is my first, yes, sir. Oh, and you have a, you're one for one, dude. For one. Batting <laughs> <Yeah>. a thousand. <laughs> That's outstanding. That's, so, so now, as, as a first timer, now next year when I do it, for the first time, uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm, I'm of course going to list, be listening to you and Veronica and, and John and everyone about how you managed to do it. But how does it feel, man? Now that you understand what 50,000 words feels like, mm -hmm. how has that changed you as an author? Do you think? 
it it has uh, it's given me. I mean, part of it is a great accomplishment. The other part of me is a little bit depressed because I'm like, that's really not that many words. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's not that's not even a whole novel. No, and that's that's the depressing part. It's like fifty thousand words. This is awesome, and even if it was perfectly edited, it would not be enough for a novel. Damn it! <laughs> but it's a good first draft number. It's a oh, it's yeah. a really good number for that for you to get your idea down and to work it out. Now, is that is that standard that your that your first draft is actually shorter than your final draft? I've heard other people talk about their their first draft being horrifically long, and they end up trimming and cutting and knocking it all out. I mean, it, it depends on who you are and how yeah, you write. That's true. That's true. If you are if you are intimidated by the thought of writing a novel, aiming <laughs> for a fifty thousand word first draft is a really good idea. Excellent, excellent, outstanding. Chris, did you run into any any challenges along the way? Anything that that you weren't anticipating that you had to overcome? Um, you had just, some POV questions, right? Wasn't there? I a, did. Well, I did. I, originally, before I started, I had some POV questions, and then I sort of settled down onto onto third person. And I, I go for. I think I have a chapter in the first person from my my golem. Uh, they they do sort of a mind meld. So because my golem is mute, uh, uh, my golem rather uh, is mute. It's not golem. It's golem every time. Uh, <laughs> but no, she's she's mute, but she does sort of a mind meld with Glory, my main character. And so for one chapter, it's in the first person, as if you're sort of living her her memory. And I think that actually works. Um, but obviously, I can always go back and change that, or change the whole thing and do it from first person. Who knows? But I think I, I think I made the right choice by making it sort of uh, limited third. So I'm glad I don't have to go back and change that. But um, yeah, any problems with it? I mean, I, I don't. I mean, the only, the biggest problem was all you know, just finding uh, times and places to write. Right. It, I, I think that's more than anything else. I mean, I, I think because I, I outlined. Uh, and I, again, I don't want to, you know, badmouth people who sort of write from the top of their head. I think those people are incredible, but I can't do that. And so, because I outlined, I always knew where I was going. And even if it was bad, I knew I had some to write towards. And right. so I could sit down. It was just finding the place and finding the time, and, and you know, having an incredibly supportive spouse, um, or just having you know a lunch hour here and there, knowing that you can get words down in e- you know in even a small amount of time helped immensely. Excellent. Excellent. Good advice. Good and, and, and an inspiration to all, knowing that, that <laughs> with the schedule you had this month, uh, <laughs> uh, that 50,000 words and a complete first draft are a distinct possibility. That's fabulous. So, Chris, beta readers, first round of feedback, blah, 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 couple mm-hmm. round of edits. Mm-hmm. Then let, let's, let's say this thing gets wrapped up and pretty. What do you think you're going to do with it? Then I'm going to sit down with a friend of mine who is a, uh, a published author by the name of Mr. Jared Axelrod. I've heard of him. I, oh, he's great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to sit down with him and go, okay, I have a finished novel. What do I do now? Excellent. Because <laughs> I know nothing of the business end. Of what, <laughs> of this. So I'm like, I, what do I do? Do I throw it at somebody? What do I do? Do I send it an email? Do I mail it? Do I just corner somebody in, in, in a dark room and go, read. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> with a baseball bat with spikes in it. Yes, read it. <laughs> well, you know, the roundtable might need to be a fly on the wall during that conversation because that sounds <laughs> utterly intriguing. Yes. Um, well, Chris, thank you so much, man, for your participation with before this. Before you go, though, for, before you go. Yeah. The Divine Lorraine. Yes. Come on. <laughs> I love the name. Forgive me. <laughs> I was going to ask about that. For those people listening who are not Philadelphians, the Divine Lorraine Hotel is this beautiful, dilapidated um, Hulk on Broad Street <laughs> that uh, was up in the Victorian era and was very posh and fancy and has now fallen in disrepair, but still remains an inspiring piece. And I had to stifle a laugh when you said that. <laughs> You're just catching it now? I said it in the No, first no, I was waiting until the end. We had important oh, okay. stuff. Well, and I was going to ask because that you didn't have that name, I don't think, when we were when we did I not? pitched it or did we? You didn't say the name of the of the place. So oh, okay. if you did I, have I, it, then you kept it close to the chest. That's right. Okay. Otherwise, Jared would have said something. Which means I didn't. I would have laughed then too. I <laughs> Oh, cool. So, so are you playing like an alternate history kind of thing or, or this is just for fun yet. I mean, it may become that when, when edits and going in and and world building a little more, uh, because that's definitely going to be a part of my editing is just sort of making the world bigger. Um, but I just like the name divine Lorraine. I was like, Oh, I'll do that. (laughs) And if I want to find and replace it later, I'll find and replace it later. 
Okay. No, no, keep it. I just think it's hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> Good. It's I'm awesome. And, 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 and it's also a nice regional reference to anybody in Philadelphia or the environs. So no, yeah. that's cool. That's awesome. Well, Chris, thank you, man. Your participation in this and, and your success uh, uh, is an inspiration to me, I can tell you first and foremost, <laughs> and I know to to a lot of other people who are tuning in. So thank you so much for, for being a part of this. This has been badass. My pleasure and thank you, and I will be riding you next year when you do this. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure. No pressure. But, no, you not know, at all. Hey, if I did it, you can do it, Dave. Yeah, yeah you'll, okay. you'll be fine. You'll do it. <laughs> I'm going to rely on everyone's support and, and goading as we go through that. So excellent. Excellent. Sir, give our best to your wife and, uh, uh, go, go s- submit this bad boy for beta readers so we can actually find the, see the final draft someday. I will, sir. Thank you very much. All Thanks, right. Guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Ah, well, I, th- I thought he did more. I thought he was like in the 60,000 range or was that, did I miss? No, I, he, he stopped near 50 and was like, I'm done. I can focus on my second play <laughs> and Thanksgiving dinner. He finished early. That That's was right. Thing. That's right. He was exactly. a week early. Exactly. Which is, you know, just that much more badass. Cause you know, if he did 50,000 in three weeks, he <laughs> could have been 60 or 70 by the time if he, if he, if he pushed on through, if he didn't have that second play. <laughs> if only there wasn't that second play who knows what he might have accomplished indeed indeed and now we'll never know we'll have to wait we'll have to wait but that's the curse of the artistic soul uh as you jared know oh so well is that there's always more opportunities more cool projects to be a part of and sometimes you just can't say no it's true it's so. true i'm trying to say no i'm trying really hard <laughs> luckily you got me roped into this before i started trying that's and i'm grateful and i know our <laughs> listeners are as well so <laughs> uh well excellent I, I can't wait to to see how chris's story turns out that's gonna be awesome let's move on shall we we've got uh i see veronica giguere is is poised in the wings excellent hey veronica <laughs> Hi, Dave. How are you? Ah, doing very well. And you, Madam uh, 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 Neno Victor? Yes, I know. Rock on! <laughs> That's fabulous. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Hi, Jared. Hi. <laughs> yes, of course. Jared is here with me throughout this whole exploration into points unknown, untried waters for some of us. So, but not for you. This was not your first, right? No, this is my second. Second one. And what was your final word count? My final word count as of November 30th was 50,313 words. 50,313? Yes, because I haven't gone back to the story since November 30th. (laughs) (laughs) It's not done by any imagination. Quite all right. How how close are you, do you think, to being done? Um, I probably am at about the... 55% 55% mark in wow. terms of the really? action story. Yeah, I I just kind of let myself run with it. I knew where I needed to get and where I wanted to get with characters. And as I started writing, I realized, oh, but this is why this character is that way. And this is why this character is that <laughs> way. And you should really put in something here because this would be a fun place to do a scene. And I had my outline, but it kept veering off. And I'd go back and read the three paragraphs and go... That's really pretty. I'm just going to keep going. And then when I feel like it's done, I'll stop. Um, Good for you. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, and interestingly, you know, I think Starla is about at the same point. We, we talked to Starla earlier, and she's, I think she said, what, Jared, she was at like the two-third mark or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so you guys are both drafting epic sagas that, they, that are going to have first drafts, at least, far beyond the 50,000 mark of Nano. She's no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you think, Veronica? I, I, I know that, you know, the holidays are coming and life is busy. Are you going to, are you going to try and maintain this, this, this pace and this tempo of, of writing to, to plunge forth so you can type the end? Well, I'm not, I mean, I'm going to finish this. This sucker is going to get finished before the end of the year. Um, ah, I had, I had a couple of things come up at the end of the month. Um, the, game that the game in the community that got me started in writing and doing voiceovers closed on november 30th city oh, of heroes right. and so mm-hmm. my goal was to finish i was i was going to hit fifty thousand at least before noon 
because I had other things to do that evening. Um, <laughs> and then I woke up on December 1st and went, I have a term paper I have to write. I have a research <laughs> proposal I have to do. And I had put things off. I had done little piecemeal things. And so this weekend I have had my nose buried in research papers and studies regarding engineering students and remediation and mathematics, and it's totally not nearly as fun as fiction. <laughs> but, it, but it is but the it rest of the world that was put on hold for 30 days. Yes. So, and you had a, didn't you have a test uh, at some point towards the end of the month? I had a couple. Yes, I, I did. I had an exam. Um, I got a 91 on it, I think. See, there you go. So I did that. It wasn't too bad. I'm used to balancing work and school and writing. This was the first time I had work and school and writing and voiceovers in there because I had some audiobooks um, right. that had to be finished. And the Secret World Chronicle um, listeners were probably going to hunt me down and you know <laughs> do something horrible. Uh, so I started releasing episodes for that towards the end of the month. Um, but hey, supposedly I teach time management, so well, yeah. and apparently you succeed because not uh, only did you manage to achieve fifty thousand words, but you took your tests, got A's, released the audio things that you were supposed to release, and and you're coming. You're probably a little tired right now. Yeah, a little. <laughs> so how did you manage all of that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> it's all think, a haze. I think part of it was. Um, at at the day job, I used to have a very bad habit of not leaving my desk for lunch. I, w I used to be like, eh, I'll just sit and do whatever. Um, I made it a point to bring my, my little laptop with me. And once it hit like, you know, 12, 1230, I picked all my stuff up. I went outside because um, that's the joy of being in Florida. I can be outside <laughs> in November on in my November, lunch break. Awesome. Right. <laughs> and I have my noise-canceling headphones. And since they're all the rage now, the big puffy headphones on your ears, I blend in with my students. Ah. Or at least I can pretend <laughs> I do, or they don't give me those weird looks of, ooh, you have noise-canceling headphones. Like, dude, you should get, like, <laughs> and Everybody's so, got them now. So I'd, you know, sit down with, you know, half of my lunch, and I'd start writing. And I would put on a playlist and go through for an hour. And I would make, I did not get up until I'd hit a thousand words. So I knew that no matter what, if I was going to sit at home and, you know, after dinner, sitting with the kids, answering questions with them, I could pick away at a couple more words so that at least by the time I got home, I was more than halfway. Sure. And then on the weekends, if I got up early, I would just sit down. I had the laptop with me. It was finding the time in between. That's right. really what it was. Right. Um, what is your you know, average word, can, word count per hour? Do you know now? About twelve hundred. That's awesome. Um, That's as as long as I know where I'm going. It's about <laughs> See, if now, I don't, uh. well, yeah, exactly. And like you say, you 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 did have an outline, although you the the characters and the story took on a life of its own, as it is wont to do. Uh, uh, and you followed that, and that's awesome. And that didn't lead you astray. No, um, there were. There were a couple times where I thought I need to make some different character decisions. Um, some characters that I thought would really grow and evolve said, no, nah, you don't need me, and left. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had other characters that I thought would be really small and inconsequential, and they came up and went, no, no, you need me. You have to write more about me. And I, I wound up you know, adding in the lore behind uh, trying to explain the reasons for why people did things and coming up with alternative mythological things and religions. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it, if, if it branched out and deviated, I think at times it branched out and grew leaves, but leaves are useful. <laughs> they are useful. They provide shade and, and if dried properly can be smoked and that's awesome. So. <laughs> that's cool so veronica you're going to wrap this up by by the end of december uh what's next what what are you what are you planning on i mean obviously the next step is is editing and revisions uh what do, what do you see the next you know three six eight months uh looking like for you as far as the story goes 
Well, with this story, um, once I get the first draft done, I'm going to put it away until I finish the second draft of last year's Nano. Um, uh. <laughs> which I, well, I, I've been working on that draft, and then mm-hmm. the whole, hey, RTP, Nano Pact, Raw, Deathmatch. And I went, <laughs> I kind of suggested something and volunteered for this. I really shouldn't cheese out of it. Um, okay, words will be there. I know where I'm going. I'm committed to it. Write the story. You can stop the excuses, just write the story. Every, you can come back to it. Um, so I'm going to come back to the other story. The draft name is Hollow. I'm going to come back to that um, when this draft is done. So you're gonna, you actually have two full-blown novels in the works at this point. I have more than that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the, the ones that I have files for here, I have two full-blown. I have two other collaborative projects that I'm working on with some other authors, um, plus book four for Secret World Chronicle. So um, it's, it's finishing what needs to be finished, but it's an iterative process. So once... I anticipate that this will be done before the end of the year because once the academic year is finished, I really have nothing else to do that requires marine power. Excellent. Excellent. Although I'm sure you'll have many more voice projects coming down the pipeline. But Well, yeah, but th- that's like that's totally fun. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's playground material. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, so basically, the way it's going to work in the, in the publishing world is, you know, who's Veronica Giguere? Who's Veronica Giguere? And then one year later, holy crap, Veronica Giguere has three books on the, on the bookshelves. Because, and what oh. is this we're listening to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little that's, frightening. That's, Y'all are going to be sick of me. <laughs> no, ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. So, so Veronica, did you run into any, any challenges that you weren't expecting or was it, was there ever a point where you were going, Oh, this is insane. I can't do this. There's no way in God's green earth. Um, I don't, I know there were times I was doing that probably around the middle of the month where all of the, uh, probably all the craziness with academic life was starting to snowball and I, I really worried about maintaining the word count um, and saying, oh, but I have to do this for classes. I have, to, I have to, you know, I spent more time worrying than actually writing. And how'd you shake out of that? I made you guys a promise. And I tried not to break promises. And I so, really hate being embarrassed. So there so. we go. There's NaNoWriMo tip number 236. Get on a podcast that's expecting you to win <laughs> for NaNoWriMo as a, as a goad and, and exactly. make a promise. <laughs> make sure that you have been recorded multiple times. And people <laughs> have saying things on their various MP3 players. They will hold you accountable. <laughs> it's, it's good to finish what you start and have that attitude. Absolutely. So even if you don't have a podcast, <laughs> breathing right. down your neck. That's right. That's right. But making a promise, that's, that's actually a good, uh, a, a good goad. I mean, a lot of people, you know, people that like quit smoking, you know, part of their, part of the way they do that is by making a promise to someone that they'll do it. And it works. I mean, if, when, when, when you're backed up against the wall and you're at the end of the rope there, I'm mixing my metaphors. Um, sometimes that one thing is all it takes. It's like, I have to do this. I made a promise and bam, you muscle on through and V you did it. You, you, you scored girl. Ooh, rock on. I know it, it's just, it's, and I'm looking at this going, I'm not done. The green bar is all the way to the side and scribbling. I'm like, I, I haven't even gotten to the good stuff. Nobody's died yet. <laughs> well, and that's just that's just more more meat uh, for 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 the buffet as you as you make your way down the many courses of this food metaphor. That's probably going to go nowhere. Um, so, oh, but that's food. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you got stuff to look forward to, and that's what's important. So, very cool, very cool. Well, Veronica, thank you so much for. Uh, just diving into this project with us uh, and i know you know i've i've read comments on on a couple of the of the nano posts and this has been an inspiration to people uh so and your part in that is is much appreciated we we thank you and we congratulate you for your 50k girl that's good awesome good job good job thank you uh, <laughs> much of this i would not have moved forward if it hadn't been for you guys so thank Aww. you very much. Uh, you're very welcome. It's a very team welcome. effort. It's a team effort. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, we will let you off to your to the rest of your evening of of statistical, mathematical, engineering zombies, zombies, zombies. <laughs> better, zombies, much zombies better. Zombies are way better. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, 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 kill some zombies for us, and know that we send you off with our very best wishes and much anticipation for for seeing this story in its final form. Aye, aye, sirs. <laughs> you take care, Veronica. Later, Dave, Jared. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, wow. We that that's kind of cool that we, that we were the we were the 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 goad, the final push when 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 the the shadows of despair descended and and she was about to say no, I give up, I can't do it. The round table, Jared and Dave side by side a vision i can see it uh, uh, cinematically there's there's a there's a shimmer of light and she sees you and i looking down on her saying you can do it veronica you can do it and she did and, and she did cuz you need that sometimes i think it's very easy in writing especially writing a long work to get very caught up in your own self and your own head and it's a solitary act yeah um that you don't even get to really see an audience in a very real way, unlike, you know, theater or music. Sure. So it's to, to have that community, which I think is one of the successes of Nano is that it creates this community right. of people who are cheering you on and who are doing the same thing or who know what you're going through or who don't, or are just there saying you can do it is wonderful and necessary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm very proud to have been a part of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with everyone who has been following these podcasts and, and gaining strength. Yep. I think that's wonderful. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you're right. The, the, the community is, is a strength. And I think, I think, you know, culture in general is discovering that, 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 that it's, we aren't alone, that the power of, of many people, I mean, look at the self pub business, you know, look at, look mm -hmm. at, you know, eBooks, look at, uh, um, you know, Kickstarter, uh, uh, Everything seems to be really affirming that, you know, we aren't alone. We are a community and together we can make amazing things happen. So, well, we've got one more individual to speak with yet. A gentleman uh, uh, who, who introduced some very real drama uh, to, <laughs> <laughs> to our, to our NaNoWriMo project. And I can't wait to talk to him. Let's get John Miro on the line. Yes, let's. <laughs> Hello. John Miro. Ha! Ha! you. <laughs> I tried to hide, but Skype found me. Skype found you. We found you. Ha! There's no escape, dear friends. Uh, uh, we're probably going to edit out all of that chaos and pandemonium as as we try desperately to connect with John Miro. And as it turns out, there is nowhere for you to hide, John Miro. We will find you. <laughs> I feel so comforted by that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, John, how are you doing now that it's December whatever? Well, in these early days, December's, I have fought the years to keep the gun in my mouth. No, actually, uh, <laughs> things are going quite well, despite a relative failure at NaNoWriMo this year. Well, oh, no. Now, failure, failure is a hard word. What was your final word count? 34 and change. Dude, when we touched base with you halfway through, you were at nine. <laughs> All right, so you affected. Yeah, I, I don't think you can call that a failure. I would say not. It was a good experience, and I got a solid uh, chunk of the beginning of an adventure. Excellent, excellent. So, so how far? How much more of your story do you think you have to go yet? Oh, my story. Um, did I mention before I'm fond of connected novellas? <laughs> yes, I think, I think we all. Anyone who is who is who is a fan of John Miro understands that uh, that uh, proclivity of yours. Yes, it's going to be at least oh four to six novellas of fifty, sixty thousand words. Oh my God! And this, I know uh, I can't write short, man. I started uh, short, and I can't do it no more. <laughs> <laughs> So, so John, this, 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 this revelation of this extended, protracted uh, uh, monster of a series. Now, did this unfold itself to you during the writing process? Well, I picked the story because I wanted an environment that I could uh, tell a story about an isolated group of people. And then I realized that the, uh, the situation I was putting them into became the star of the story. And I didn't want to resolve it quickly. The stars mm. of the story are surprising me. They're turning out to be 
the little people, the hobo on the station who knows the station and can help them out backwards and forwards through the parts of the station no one else knows about, the uh, associates to the powerful people, the assistants who actually help them survive when the shit hits the fan. And uh, I, I call this in my, in my uh, unofficial title, Waystation Blues. And it turns out it's the Blue Bloods that are carrying the story. Ah. Mm. Nice. It's very nice. I'm very pleased with the results. So, so now, I, I forget. I remember that you had a whole story arc that you were describing to us. Did you actually outline that out, or was this a, a, a discovery writing experience for you? It was both. Um, I, I think I, I, I said earlier in this uh, NaNoWriMo project that I'm capable of uh, a lot of free form inside of a good outline. Right. And I find mm-hmm. that the outline is scaling nicely. I'm putting extra layers on the skyscraper that aren't refuting what came before. It's, it's, it's literally, if you have a good skeleton, it depends on whether you put donuts on it or you, you exercise every day. And I, I think <laughs> it's the right way. <laughs> and you know, you can, you can add wings or claws or, or even extra appendages as long as you have a good solid foundation. Outstanding. Seriously. Oh, don't forget. I also have an artificial intelligence, so he may have an extra dongle. <laughs> <laughs> and we just earned our explicit rating. Oh wait, no dongle is a technical term. Never mind. Yes. Very good. <laughs> very good. Well, well, John, clearly, you know, this, the story has evolved enormously in your discovery uh, writing process as you work within your outline and build on that awesome skeleton. Other, other than the mayhem and catastrophe that befell you, uh, were, th- were there other surprises that, that, that took you off guard, that, that took the story or, or your strategy in terms of how you executed uh, in a different direction? Absolutely. I have the outline of the physical structure of the way station where the physical space station um, in mind because it needed to be stratified. There's the rich people at one end, the poor people at the other, and that was a nice metaphor to start with. But, you know, I've, I've developed things like the, uh, the elevator that goes to the rich people's um, end of the station on the outside of the station for a nice vista when people are making out. That was a nice surprise. <laughs> the hobo that's an actual retired miner who lives on people's uh, kindnesses on the station when the people that run it would have simply thrown him out of an airlock who, who turns up to help our heroes get from place to place, but it seems impossible. He's a nice piece of uh, real surprise engineering that I don't know quite how he came up, but he's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> the friendships that you would not expect and uh, the conflicts that are going to ramificate through several novellas, uh, it's, it's all juicy stuff, friends, and I'm very much enjoying it. Did you just verbize the word ramification? I can do whatever I want. I write science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, sir. Outstanding. Outstanding. So, so what's next, sir? When, when do you, what, you know, looking ahead, uh, when do you think this first installment of this epic four or five or six novella series uh, uh, will be at least first drafted uh, for your consideration? Well, I hope the first novella will be first drafted before the end of January. Um, as for production schedule and where it will fit, I have made commitments about other works, so it probably won't come out for at least six months. Okay. Okay. I really, I, a good word of advice, I think, for everybody in NaNoWriMo, not meant cruelly and not meant as simply a joke. Folks, no matter how good it looks right now, don't publish right now. <laughs> it can make it easy, but you really want to, you really want to get those November alcohol alkaloids out of your system and take a cold, fresh look at that uh, and build on it before you put it in. Jared, I, I don't think anyone is looking at their... 50,000 word book that they wrote in a mad dash over 30 days as something that they're going to put out and be proud of. I think everyone looks at it at the end and like, oh, need to work on this still. <laughs> Which is why Smashwords has a category specifically for NaNoWriMo. <laughs> Careful people. Prudent advice. Prudent <laughs> advice. So, so at the end of January, your first draft is done. What's the next step for you in your process? Well, like I said, and I hope I don't come off as some kind of who thinks he knows any better than anybody else. I'm founding out along as I go, but I really do believe that uh, I will finish the drafting and the outlining process for at least the culmination of the battle I have in mind. See if I can't lay seeds for a second series. But make sure I have all of those pieces working well before I do my final pass and believe that I'll have a finished product that has enough unanswered questions that are answered in my own mind that I can commit to paper or at least the digital version and get it into people's hands. Outstanding. 
Very cool. And, and you know, I, I told you at the very onset when you pitched this story, I love white collar and I love a good caper story. So this, this is going to be delicious on many levels. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to it. And, and John, what's, what's the final lesson to take away from, from your story of NaNoWriMo in 2012? Well, the physics of NaNoWriMo, not apart from the subject matter that I addressed in my story, where I got bounced around like a ball on a pinball table, but everybody <laughs> does. And no matter what the obstacles, if you win or you fail, you don't ever really fail unless you stop. So just keep doing it. Jared, what's your favorite story about creating art? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was starting and finishing. That's all you have to do. There you go, my friend. Yep. And so, so very true. And I think that, that right, right there, that, that's our sound bite. The, the only failure is to stop. Uh, uh, December 1st comes and goes, and you keep writing. Outstanding. John, dude, thank you so much for, for <laughs> being the poster <laughs> child for everything that can go wrong during NaNoWriMo and, <laughs> and coming out with your chin held high, your pen still in your hand, and the story still alive in your heart. That's awesome, dude. That's amazing. Thanks, man. It was a blast. I hope somebody learns from my obvious terrible professionalism <laughs> that you can still put it together in the end. Uh, well, I would, there in the end. I would call that the very height of professionalism. And, and we're not going to call you John Miro anymore. We're going to call you Job Miro. Uh, <laughs> you are officially. Oh, that's harsh. That's right. You're a cautionary tale. John, thank you, man. We'll let you go to your evening now. Thank you so much. And, and we will talk to you again soon, my friend. Take care, folks. Go right. Go right. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh man! Oh God! And and you know, really, I mean, you know, John John is such a, a a humble gentleman when it comes to what he accomplishes. But he was he was only at nine grand at the halfway point, and he cranked out twenty what twenty five thousand words. I mean, it, enough to be proud. That's the important. Well, exactly. He, if he'd have been able he to, should have a huge amount of pride in in doing. Um, what was it? Whatever his word count yeah, 34, was, it was thirty something. Yeah, yeah thirty four in uh, in a a handful of weeks. Yes, um, that's like two weeks. He did that. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, and um, John John's a seasoned professional. Whatever whatever he says, friends, don't listen to him. Uh, <laughs> in terms of his his shoddy professionalism, the man has has cranked out many many a tale. Uh, a successful tale and and he's a wonderful storyteller and i have no doubt that this will add to his catalog his canon of work uh, uh in the time frame well maybe not the time frame that he suggested <laughs> but but eventually i have no doubt it will come to fruition and we will be able to read this bad boy well holy crap jared we did it we got through nanowrimo we did Granted, you and I weren't writing. Uh, we, we had the easy part. <laughs> Not this year. That's right. Next year? Are you going to nano next year? Are you going to nano I'm, with me? I am, I'm not throwing my hat in the ring this early because who knows what next year will bring. But, That's true. But I'm seriously considering it. And the fact that you are doing it, then, I mean, I, I should really try. So it's, we'll see. We'll see. Don't hold me to anything. Nope, nope, nope. Understood. I, the, the disclaimer is clearly imprinted underneath those words. But I would definitely like to do it again next year. I, I, I couldn't do this year for a lot of reasons. Sure. And I would love for uh, to be able to do it next year because I, I have a lot of fun, even on the day, the times that I didn't uh, reach the 50,000. Sure. I had a lot of fun and well, I discovery is happy made. to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been it's it really has been an adventure these last 30 days, you know, meeting with these people at the onset, touching base with them and that that excitement of the halfway point and then and then the the ultimate successes on all four counts uh at the end. It's 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 like it, it's a story arc. I mean, there's a story. It's thrilling. Yeah, it is. It's good storytelling. Uh, so, but thank you, my friend for, for being there along my side, by my side through all of this. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So friends, uh, this is it, man. We wrapped up NaNoWriMo for another year next year. I don't know if there's going to be a podcast cause I'm going to be writing dudes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have, uh, uh, someone else do the podcast and, and I'll be the one going, Oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Type it, type it, type it, type it, type it. I, I can, I can be part of that thrill ride that is NaNoWriMo, but regardless, whatever your word count is, 
friends, you have achieved something in stepping out of your comfort zone and, and entering into this challenge and taking up that gauntlet. That's, that is where change happens. That's where new discoveries, new awarenesses of your own ability and the world around you happen. So the regular roundtable feed will pick up just as it always does. Uh, uh, but until then, dear friends, Brian says it all the time. John just said it. I'm going to say it again. Go write. Bring your stories into the world. Make it that much more awesome. And we will applaud you every step of the way. Jared, any, any closing words as we sign out? Uh, it's often said that just because Nano is over doesn't mean you should stop writing. And I'll say it again. Just because Nano's over doesn't mean you should stop writing. Keep <laughs> going. Uh, and feel free to edit, you know, but don't rush it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Take a breath. You've earned it. Uh, uh, but don't take it too long a breath because we do want to hear those stories. Right. All right, friends. We will talk to you again in probably just a couple of days, if that. Uh, until then, you guys stay cool, be frosty, be awesome. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the final wrap-up for the Roundtable Podcast's NaNoWriMo Project. We want to extend our sincere thanks and congratulations to our NaNoWriMo writers, John Miro, Starla Hutchton, Veronica Giguere, and Christopher Morse. Your willingness to share your experiences has helped inspire many more writers and open the way for even more awesome stories to come into the world. And special thanks to Jared Axelrod for co-hosting this fascinating exploration of the NaNoWriMo process. We so appreciate having a friendly native guide to help us navigate this unfamiliar literary jungle. And your insights provided new perspectives that helped us all. And to our listeners who participated in NaNoWriMo, we extend our respect and admiration, regardless of your final word count. Many people talk about being writers, but you are some of the few who were bold enough to actually do something about it. And that is the foundation for every amazing transformation since the dawn of time. We salute you, and thanks for tuning in.